We are back. Hi. Dear listener, hello. Welcome to... We would tweak the name slightly. It's Chloe and Jake's identity crisis. Yes. Because that's what the show has become. It's it's become our crisis. Yeah, and this is what we deal with on a daily basis. So why not bring you guys along for the ride? And this episode is a reunion for us. It's a reunion, of course, the podcast. But yes. it's a reunion for us because I don't remember the last time I saw you. Yeah, no, not in like a human life real-life person no, fireballs. I can't remember whether the pandemic was happening or not at this point. Um, I don't remember. I remember you wore a... No, I was going to say you wore a scarf. That was a different time. We sat in my I car and I spilt... No, we sat in my car and we <laughs> ate Chinese food and I spilt Chinese food all over myself. That's right. Yes, I Yes, I remember this very vividly now. Yeah. Uh, we sat in Chloe's car and Chloe spilled Chinese food all down herself. It was um, good vibes. And Jake wore a seatbelt and we were completely parked. So if that doesn't tell you what you need to know about Jake, I, I don't know what does. <laughs> been a while is the point of yes. this, right? Um, so, a lot has changed. I think our last episode went out in November last year. So, mm-hmm. um, as we're recording this, it's towards the middle to end of May. May. Lots has changed. I've forgotten how to speak. That's not new. <laughs> lots have changed. Lots of things have changed. Yes. Um, so, how, firstly, how are you? I think it's a good question to start with. TVH, I'm okay. Like, I'm doing kind of fine. I have, like, a job where I get paid real money. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I go to therapy pretty regularly. This Jake and I were having our secret catch-up reunion before the podcast. Spicy. And I went to therapy recently, and it was kind of amazing and incredible. And I was like, oh, T, that changed my life. So, yeah. That's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> Fantastic. I have, in the six months since we last spoke, I quit my job <gasps> and I have a new job. That's exciting. And I, and I have not told you any of this. You haven't. Um, so, that's the thing that we can unpack during this. So, so true. I've gone through, this will now be the third job that I've gotten since the start of the pandemic. And Fun. that's something very bizarre because it pretty much is my entire paid employment history <laughs> all yeah. during COVID, um, which is which is just something that's a nice little adage on top of everything. Yeah. Um, but I want to go like, how are you finding navigating work now that we can like sit in the same See, room together and the um, government's not going to be unhappy with us for doing so? It's kind of cool. I work with my sister. So there's a lot of um, fun times to be had, a lot of drama to be had. <laughs> Um, but we work in a little office with just three of us, me, my sister, and another co-worker. And we just kind of vibe. Like, we just listen to music and, like, interview people every now and then. And it's, like, kind of fun. Fantastic. And stressful. <laughs> but what sort of, like, what industry is it? I don't oh, want to get... I, I know you don't want to, like, dox yourself. Dox me. Yeah. Um, it's recruitment. Recru- oh, that's... Yes. Okay. So, I don't specifically kind of technically do the recruiting. I do the interviews and stuff like that. And I do the before stuff and I set people up and whatever. And then they do the like fancy business, like getting people jobs. Sure. Okay. Because now I'm just imagining um, there's a video now. We're on a couch. Yeah. So... There's a there's a, a casting count. Well, probably not casting oh, couch, no. but there's like there's an implication <laughs> of like let's sit down and let's let's discuss let's talk um, to each other. Let, that and also yeah, like let's let's just dissect your work history. Tell us yeah. why 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 is there this gap in your resume? Like <laughs> that's the kind of inherent vibe we've accidentally created yeah. on this. Um, that's incredible though. Have you are, are you enjoying navigating like that 
sort of bumpy world with such a close relative. Yeah, it's definitely interesting more because like my sister and I for a long time haven't lived together. So we haven't been in each other's personal space every day. So it's been interesting to navigate. She's really happy. Not that I'm not. I love you very much. She will watch this. Um, she's super happy and she's like, my mental health is great now that you're here. Like, I just love seeing you and I feel the same, but I'm also incredibly stressed out because it's a new job and I'm like, I don't have time to have like cute kiki sister fun time. I'm like, (laughs) I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. Please don't tell me nice things. Go away. (laughs) Pretty much. And it's one of those things only child cannot relate, but it seems like that separate. Yeah, okay, all right. Loser. Yeah, I know. But but it seems like it's a good... dynamic to have though yeah and like because you've also got like the age gap as well so Mm -hmm. it's different kind of different generation or like different parts of a generation and different not living together is obviously a really good part of that as well for you yeah it definitely is like I love my sister very much but we were psychotic children and we were like fighting pretty much constantly and like physical altercations our entire childhood which was fun like are we talking like pay-per-view main event like bare knuckle boxing or yes absolutely well more in terms of like i will scratch you until you bleed and i will bite you until you bleed fantastic now of course um chloe's sister um is more than welcome on the podcast we have to now because we've not defamed someone but you know implied (laughs) that less desirable things have happened we now have to extend that invitation to Anyone related to Chloe who's ever been in a fight? So she's got. Oh my god! You've got so fabulous nails. Can I, I just do. say they have bunny ears on them? They're a bit old though. They're like two months old, so I need to get some new ones. Going. How old? How long is too? How old is too old for a, oh, a pair of nails? Like a um, set of nails. Like you see the regrowth. Did you try a different fit? Yeah, you've just... But it's got the bunny on it. I'll show you guys later. I'll take a picture. If you're not watching this, um, it was genuinely middle finger in the face. (laughs) It was that. But the regrowth is really bad. I I do need to get them done. I was meant to get it done today, but I'm broke because I don't know what to do with my money. Fantastic. Um, And we will come to that. And Mm -hmm. the reason I'm bringing up employment, um, I'll I'll chat through my situation in a moment, but the reason I'm bringing it up is we have all, we are coming up to five years since we graduated high school. And what I've learned in that period of time is we know nothing and being in your 20s is really bizarre. Um, Mm -hmm. But another thing I'm learning is that I don't know whether I want to go to my reunion. And then I have moments like the last couple of months where I've just out of nowhere decided to quit my job because something better's come up. Yeah. And then I sort of go, well, maybe I have something important to tell everyone. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's going, for one. I did meet up with a high school friend the other day and we were all like, "Mm, I don't think we're going to go and I don't know anyone else who's going to go. But we kind of want to go just to get like the juicy goss about people like since school has ended like oh, all the friendships that have ended and the relationships that did not continue like absolutely yeah it's it's the best kind of gossip and i sort of i love sitting back now and being like i absolutely hate who i was back then oh my god i like, despise <laughs> yeah. the person that i was yeah but at the same time mate doesn't everyone yeah. like doesn't everyone get to a point where they're just so sick of that version of themselves they were when they were 17 or 18. Yeah, isn't that like kind of the point <laughs> of yeah. like being a young person is that you're kind of the worst? It's very true. It's very true. Um, I I just want to unpack, I guess, the chaos of <laughs> like the emotion that comes with going through a contract negotiation because I've now done that. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is you're in a position where you kind of, you know they want to keep you around. 
because they're saying, hey, you've done, you know, we we appreciate your work. We want to keep you around. And then you say, that, well, okay, but I've been here 12 months. Salaries a thing. Yeah. You know, we all of a sudden we're talking about inflation. There is an election on. Um, okay, so what's going to happen on the salary front? And then they say they can't move. And then all of a sudden you realize you have a hell of a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you find something better, maybe it's pays you more maybe it doesn't but maybe it's better suited to what mm-hmm. you want to do for career whatever that might be um then all of a sudden you can jump ship and you have every right to yeah and it's such a damn good feeling yeah no that's... i no longer have to drive halfway across melbourne to go to my job it's fantastic <laughs> it's so good like i work in the city now i work in an in an organization i've been a member of for so long as a volunteer and now i actually get now i'm paid to do the work that I love and it's fantastic um, and the best perk is not having to travel across yeah. or halfway across Melbourne to the other side of the eastern suburbs it's fantastic yeah but the power that you get in that mm-hmm. is incredible and the reason I'm, I'm drawing to this mid conversation about reunions is the power dynamic in a in a room in a group of young people going into that when you're not quite sure what you're doing, and I think most people in that room would have no idea what yeah. they're really doing with their lives. I kind of just want to see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to kind of see the train wreck? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think that's unfair. I think it's no. a, I think it's a good reason to go to something like this. Yeah, that's exactly it. My issue is that I will also be a part of the train wreck because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm like, the only time I would ever want to go to a reunion is if I'm like a billionaire. Like if I'm Kylie Jenner, okay, maybe I'll go. <laughs> Like, I don't want to be unsuccessful. Not that I'm not successful in my life. I'm incredibly happy. I have a great family. I love everything. But also, I wish I was making more money. (laughs) But also, I am, like, studying currently, which is what everyone else was doing years ago. And now everyone's kind of finished with uni and they're like, uh, let's, like, do life things now, I guess. But no no one actually knows what they're doing. But now I'm studying and now I'm like, oh, I'm going to be dealing with that next year. <laughs> Cannot bloody relate. Yeah. Mr. I have not yet graduated year five <laughs> of a three-year degree. Yeah. It's, it's a funny one though. But also congratulations to you on studying. You're still Thank doing you. your Pilates and all that. Yes, I am. It's been very difficult because as the trauma episode of this podcast, the trauma and therapy episode discovered, I have a lot of trauma surrounding school and studying and anything to do with that so that's actually what we unpacked in my last therapy session Fantastic. which is working out great and I've actually been on kind of a better track with studying and a better mindset of like tbh what I get done is what I get done and if like I can't just like hate myself because I didn't do seven hours like I can be alive like not nothing bad's gonna happen to me absolutely yeah you gotta work out what works for you when you study yeah I think there's probably a whole episode in that Oh, absolutely. I just don't think that you high school equips you for <laughs> any form of tertiary education whatsoever. Um, no. I remember distinctly sitting in a first year media class and having the lecturer or the tutor say to us, you don't know how to write an essay. You think you do. You don't know how to write an essay. And there were a few kids, and humble brag, I was one of them who could, could kind of write an essay. Mm-hmm. But the way that high school treats you, how to, teaches you how to write, how to do basic things like that, not how it works at a tertiary level. And that's just one small facet, right? And if you extrapolate it across all kinds of tertiary study, not just university, but your TAFE courses and more practical things as well, that's like a huge amount of your upbringing that's kind of just discarded. Mm -hmm. And 
not necessarily discarded, but like you've got to reframe it as you're you're fitting in a particular system. You're doing tasks because that's a process. It's not yeah. necessarily about learning or about developing, like the start of your career. It's basically just a glorified way of getting you into a university or into a tertiary course. That's exactly it's the what it is. Whole purpose of the system. Yeah, and our school was really bad about like hitting their KPI of how many kids went to uni (laughs) and they did not care at all about what you actually wanted to do and what pathways you could take to get there and it just kind of sucked for being a kid who hated school and was like I'm severely depressed and anxious and I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life and I want to do acting but who does acting like (laughs) you can't just be an actor like literally like you're just like sitting in your room crying like that's what acting is at this point so I was like I'm not gonna go to uni for acting I know plenty of people who did and now they're out of uni and they're like oh TBH can't do anything with that like cool and like it was so inconvenient the way that they pushed on us and I remember when I like my ATAR was garbage it was really really bad and I tried my hardest and then because they made me apply to unis I got into a uni and then I was like oh my god I'm good enough to do something with my life and then I was like oh I'm gonna be in debt forever I don't want to do this actually so it's funny you mentioned that I'm in a weird position now where probably at least a year earlier than expected I'm gonna have to start paying my hex back because now I'm earning enough to be above um, the, the hex threshold, mm-hmm. which um, is increasingly lowering and lowering. Um, it's like $47,000 a year now. Oh, that's, um, it's, oh, it, that's bad? Yeah. It, yeah, that's really bad, it's actually. Low. It used to be like closer to 60, and yeah. it just keeps coming down. Um, and I mean, to an extent, like that's the system. But mm-hmm. what that now means is I'm paying back debt on a course I haven't graduated from yet <laughs> because I, I won't graduate to the end of this year. And then in this um, financial year, I'm still going to have to be paying it back. And it's it's really bizarre to, mm-hmm. to think that because all of a sudden you're then reframing tertiary education, which is meant to be, quote unquote, meant to be. But like it's meant to be this is like what you do for your career or what you're interested in, what you really want to do, then gets reframed again about mm-hmm. money. It gets reframed about debt and it becomes this... Capitalism. Yeah, well, yeah. It just becomes like another like big giant ball to chain yourself to, yeah, really. Exactly. And, it, and it's so infuriating because I want to sit there and be like, I, I've gained things through my degree. I've gained work, at least two jobs now from my degree. So don't get me wrong, it hasn't been useless. But every time I think about it now, I'm thinking about it from a financial point of view mm-hmm. and not from like, oh, this is actually really useful for me in my career and this is what I want to do. It's been fantastic. No, it's about the money. Yeah. I mean, it kind of like has to be like that's a society that we live in and it sucks. But I'm like really fortunate enough to have found what I love. It be a course that takes about a year. It's taken me longer. Don't judge me. Um, And it costs me like four grand to do this course for a year and end up doing like eventually I'll end up doing the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life and then hopefully just do that forever. And it's not like an amazingly paid job. It's not the worst paid job, but I'm happy to like be doing what makes me happy. And I look at that and I'm like, how can they just be like scalping money out of people like left, right and center? That is crazy. That is insane. But it shows you how easy it is though. Yeah. To like for the system to continue to operate the way it does. Exactly. Because there's enough people coming through who are like, yeah, this is, I don't have a choice. Yeah. I may not be willing. It's just, you don't have any other option. But it's Pretty so much. sick though that you've like, sick in a good way, that you've found something that you love. Yeah. And that you are like, yeah, this is going to set me up well enough for now yeah and like the thing is i'm like imagining myself there's a lady who teaches at 
my Pilates studio and I don't know how old she is but she's just like she always makes fun of all of us youngins basically like she's in that kind of age range of like being feeling old I hope you're listening to this Belinda I hope you're listening I'll send it to her she'll be like oh my god you talked about me fantastic welcome to generation what are we Gen Z Gen Z yeah what are we well that's the whole point of the podcast we'll come back to that in a moment but she is always just like living her life like she's just been doing this for years and she used to be a dancer she used to be on Broadway and she just like wants to continue to teach Pilates forever and I'm like girl that's gonna be me that's gonna be me like I'm so excited to be old as hell just being like okay and squeeze like I'm so excited it's I, I like it, it's funny but it's also that's really cool yeah like deep down I'm like you know what the fact you found that yeah is so cool like and I'm 22 who finds that exactly right though I don't know what the hell like I, I'm working in an organization in an industry that I love I don't know whether that's what I want to do though yeah and the more I'm I'm having more of that identity crisis um <laughs> the older I get like the more I get into my 20s the more I start to realize a no one knows what's going on but b I really don't know what's going on and it's worse. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I kind of, I went through high school going, I'll go into this cause. And whether that gets me a job in that specific, like go do journalism, Mm -hmm. whether I want to be a journalist, that's probably the course that still fits me occupation aside. And got to that course and absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's, I, I, I mean, I've always overthought things. You know that. Um, You, dear listener, will know that as well. But I've always been in that spot. But then all of a sudden I got into a tertiary environment and was like, nah, this ain't me. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to have to do something about it, really, Mm -hmm. in order to actually progress through this whatever this world is. And and that's a hard thing to accept. Yeah. It's hard to identify it. And then once you have seen the writing on the wall, it's really hard to accept. Yeah, I think also, like, of all of the people that we went to high school with, like, I, assuming that you would not be, like, continuing on with, like, tertiary education, (laughs) obviously, I didn't do well in high school, as we know, (laughs) but thinking that you wouldn't be just, like, doing it is crazy, is wild, like, because I knew people who were dumb, dumb, and they're, like, still, like, vibing with uni and doing the whole shebang, and you were just, like, smart and, like, knew what you were doing, and so the fact that you are, like, you didn't, like, it took you a little bit, you took a little breaky break, and you're, like, having some space for yourself, yeah, I took like, six that months was crazy. Off. I took six months off um, after it was cool, because, like, after, like, <laughs> people had started doing Kentucky tours and stuff, uh-huh. but then before the pandemic, where everyone realised they needed to take time yeah. off, and so kind of before it was cool, but... <laughs> Yeah, and also I don't I don't know where you get the smart thing from. Like, whatever. Okay, I, like not a terrible later, but like really smart. Like definitely no street smarts. Definitely no <laughs> social accurate. smarts. I had none of it. I mean, I, arguably I still don't, but I, I you know I, I can I have friends now. So look, it's no, but it's seriously, it's it's a funny that divide though. There was kind of this acceptance, I think, that if you were like going off to study a trade or something like that, that's acceptable mm-hmm. because school's not for everyone. And even yeah. at a school that's like, I mean, it wasn't like we, we talk about how regimented it was. It <laughs> wasn't like this hard ass academic school, but there was pressure. That yeah, pressure yeah, absolutely, absolutely was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a sort of this acceptance that certain kids were never going to make it. That's the was the language that was used. It's all it's all bullshit. But we, yeah. that's what people how people talked about it, um, that those people would go into a trade because either they were good at it or that was their way out, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But for people like yourself, it was kind of this, you know, weird 
non-existent category. Yeah. Because it wasn't even considered. It was like, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. It was like, what do you mean you're going to be an actor? But people, like, what do you mean? Like, what's your plan though? And I'm like, I don't have a plan. TBH, I'm good at it. Leave me alone. But but also, because you weren't someone who was like, you had an acting contract by the time you were at the end of high school. Yeah. Or you had those network connections or, I mean, you did to some extent, but it wasn't like you were walking into this huge career you knew had been made for you. Like certain people had or that was perceived to have where they actually did is a different question but the perception at the time being like certain people and i won't name drop but you could go they're gonna make it they know what they've got they're already lined up yeah whereas for someone like yourself it wasn't perceived to be there and so you just get this weird discarded Mm -hmm. thing and it's so in retrospect it was so obvious and we all probably thought it to be fair yeah like to, to not big up myself or anyone else i think we all probably just had the same thoughts but didn't really give any conscious thought to it yeah certainly didn't think you're any worse of a person for <laughs> it but, but like it, when you're in that environment it's very hard if everyone has the same negative connotations of something you know if it's studying or if it's or not studying or not going a certain conforming yeah, to a, so, yeah. a certain social standard all of a sudden it's like you know, you're just this other yeah. The othering happens very easily. Oh, and yeah. don't even start on othering as it was intended as like a, a, a criticism of colonialism, right? Like <laughs> very, very non-diverse school, right? Uh-huh. So don't even yes. go down that path. But <laughs> I guess it kind of existed on a class level to a certain extent. But, you know, it, yeah, it really just, it's so, it highlights the fact that we know nothing. Yeah. We knew nothing then. We still really don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not really saying anything profound. I feel like I no, am trying to. but it, I get it. it. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how I feel. And I love my stubborn little attitude, but I love the fact that right now, as I am as a human being, I can go ahead and say, I had no idea what I was talking about <laughs> when I was 18. Like, I don't, I had no idea. And obviously everyone says that, but it's like, I was so sure of myself. And I was like, I'm going to prove all of you, you wrong. You were so You're, assertive. I was. like, And up until like probably 19, I was like, yeah, when I'm famous. Like when I'm yeah. a famous actress. Like it was not an if, it was no if, ands or buts. It was... I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a famous actress and all of you can suck it. And that did not happen. And it may happen in the future, but the movie Tick, Tick, Boom changed my life because there's a character in the movie. By the way, this is us definitely plugging the fact that we want to do like a movie review show. So if you guys are interested, like, hey. <laughs> Chloe wants to do a movie okay. review show. Well, anyway. I'm begrudgingly <laughs> going along with it. But Tick, Tick, Boom, Change Your Life, there's a character who she was just like, she just loved dancing and she was so talented at dancing. And then she got an, an injury and she was living in New York and she was like, TBH, I just want to go and teach kids how to dance. Like, I just love dancing so much. I just want to do it all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I never thought about the fact that you don't have to be like, famous like you could just do things that you love to do and like be okay with that and then I was like it just changed my life and now I'm like I don't have the drive like I have the drive right now to like be a Pilates instructor and right now I'm gonna go for it and if I get the drive again to like really pursue acting and like really go for it then I will but right now I'm just like I kind of like it like I wouldn't mind just like doing random theater shows in random like high school basements like i'm fine with that now well that was the thing i was, I was about to ask because like are you then going to start looking to get into doing theater yeah a, i a, love theater like an amateur theater thing because yes. there's so many different i mean for also former musical theater kids so 
I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. But like those those pathways are there, right? Those are options. Yeah, absolutely. I like I just love theatre and I think that it took me a long time to realise like the whole point of theatre and the whole point of Broadway is that like you don't make money doing Broadway. <laughs> like you don't make money doing pretty much anything that's not like in front of a camera. But like it's just kind of fun and I love it and there's nothing that's like going to change the fact that I love it. So I might as well just do it and like stop being a sookie lala, you know? <laughs> Just do it. Uh, this is this is the takeaway for the episode: is peer pressure is a good thing. Um, <laughs> do it. And That's if you true. if you in um you know we're on Instagram at Chloe Jake Pod. If you have uh, particular connections to musical theatre or just amateur theatre in general in in Melbourne, and you want to peer pressure Chloe into signing up, please, please do. Because do, I respond to peer pressure very well. I marketing campaigns. You're kidding. Like honestly, you've got me. You've got me hooked. When I was a kid, <laughs> I used to. This is off the rails. When I was a kid, I used to um always phone in the like telephone like infomercials and stuff I was like four and I would call them and be like hi yeah can I buy one of the juices please and my mom would be like Chloe it costs five dollars to just call them please (laughs) stop oh I'm so glad that we grew up post like paid ringtones yeah because I, I have a feeling you'd be running like a twenty thousand dollar oh debt already. Oh my god! You have no idea. I I actually can't watch infomercials. Like I have to like not allow myself to watch them because I will buy it. Marketing works on me. Okay, if you want to market anything to me, do it because I'll if buy you, it. If you work in infomercials, at Chloe Jake Pod. Um, <laughs> also, good to know that um, if we do ever sell advertising on this podcast, Chloe will probably I'll be buy- the person, the conversion, the one person who buys it. Which is good. I mean, it, yeah. it means you get a, a, a we're guaranteed a sale, so it's a, it's a good thing for us. But like, that is exactly accurate. <laughs> I, marketing works on me. Like, I just sell me anything. Sell me anything. Come up to me in the street. Sell me anything. I will buy it. Okay. That's my guarantee to you. I also have no money, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't put me in debt, please. And on that note, therapy. Um, <gasps> just, you know, great segue. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned it earlier in the podcast as something that you are getting a lot of value out of at the moment. So much, like, an incredible amounts of value. And I actually wanted to say, because I was like... <gasps> Oh, we're going to be recording. It's the first episode back. I should make myself look presentable. And then I thought, you know what my therapist would say? She would say, Chloe, stop trying to do so much to impress other people. Shocked and in awe of that statement that I have heard a million times and has never gone into my head until she said it to me. Oh, man, I, I'm so glad that you said it because that's exactly what went through my head. We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, we may have had it on the pod. We definitely, we definitely have. had it in person, if not else. But, yeah. Um. Also, that there means we have to stop doing the podcast because let's be honest, there's a subconscious level to which both of us are validation. Projecting and wanting validation. It's true though. Yeah. Like I do want validation from everyone at all times, but it's also I'm also trying really hard to stop being a people pleaser. That was my kind of not real resolution, but kind of resolution for this year is to stop being such a people pleaser because TBH, it sucks and I get absolutely nothing out of it. <laughs> like I just impress other people and they give me nothing in return. So that's fun. Tell me about your therapy issues. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I will manipulate you into doing that. That's another problem that I have, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
so much going through my head right now, dear listener. <laughs> um, my therapy issues. I don't. Do you know what? I'm I'm finding it. So I'm sort of at the point now where my sessions are becoming less regular. So Amazing. they're month or maybe two months between, just mm-hmm. depending on availability. Also, because my psychologist has suddenly made himself unavailable one of the days that I've like all my appointments were on a Tuesday, and now it's just not going to happen. Um, Yeah, um, (laughs) I could defend them on the podcast. They wouldn't mind it. However, I don't need to. Um, (laughs) They could pay the big bucks. Um, Yeah, it's it's working for me. Um, I'm just sort of finding, I think, generally that I'm in a really weird state of flux. So I've had, obviously, lots of change on the career front starting a new job, um, resigning from a job. Like, I mean, I've done it before with a casual retail job that was kind of just, you know. I mean, it's a retail job. Doesn't really count, you know. Like, it does count, but it really doesn't feel the same. Um, But, yeah, I sort of got to a point where that has kind of settled down. I'm, you know, six or so weeks into a new job. That's, you know, it's working for now. Um, And I'm sort of like, okay, well, that's kind of solid and settled down for about, you know, two to three years, hopefully. That's good. That's how I'm viewing it. It's a it's a managerial role as well. I have a I have um, now two direct reports. Oh, I forgot to tell you that my bit. God, fancy. Um, I know. I've gone from um, intern in professional communications <laughs> to, to managerial role. It's fantastic. But um, what I've also learned and realised is that that's in that's kind of settling down. But all my other stuff in my life is in flux. I'm like, okay, kind of have to start being social again now. Yeah. Because we're open. The, the, COVID is apparently over. Mm-hmm. It's not. Don't, you know, 40 something people died yesterday. I had COVID. Anyways, we'll talk about it later. I did have COVID. Go for it. Wow. That's a whole other. Uh, yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> um, you're obviously okay now. I yeah. mean, would, would like to think you would have told me if this was like yesterday uh, I had COVID. <laughs> but, <laughs> me being like, hey, by the way, I have COVID literally right now. By the way, yeah. Um, I'm about to go into isolate for seven days. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like, so all my social life is now a thing. I'm trying to restart. And yeah. then people I know are like either getting out of relationships or like reconsidering what they're doing in their relationships or like losing friendships and all that's happening. And I'm sitting there like, I mean, I'm going strong with my partner. It's been, I always get this wrong. It's close to three years now. Um, And here I am being like, I am so unsettled with everything Mm -hmm. because there's so much change happening around me versus the work thing where the change is like, I forced that, I initiated that change. But all this change is happening around me. And as you know, because you know me, you know what I'm like with change. Yes. <laughs> you know it's that I'm stressful. terrible. At it. Um, that's why I've put on weight and all these other things. But uh, yeah, there's all these changes happening, and I'm. It's starting to bother me a bit. It wasn't really, mm-hmm. but in the last like couple of weeks, it started to become this big pressure point. And the thing is, I don't really know what to do about it other than to keep talking about it. It's probably well, the only good. thing to do because I haven't quite yeah. gotten like, oh, I need to change this or I need to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still working it out. Um, but. I know that I'm probably well equipped enough to make a good go of it. <laughs> it's probably the That's nicest so thing I could say of myself. No, <laughs> it's true. It is true. Okay. That I'm like same vibe right now as well because my therapist has helped me understand that while I'm an excessive introvert and I hate doing anything or going anywhere, she was like when you were a child, you had social needs that were not met. And so now as an adult, you need like constant social validation and blah, 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 right? And I, like, it's so hard. She's like, you need to put yourself out there because you will feel better. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just want to (laughs) stay in my house and talk to my one boyfriend and that's all I want to do. And it's very difficult, but... 
the good thing is that I appreciate when people message me first because I'm too stressed out to like, but not even this stressed out. This is a call out. out. Sorry, this is a call out <laughs> because that's how this entire podcast is run. Yeah. Starting with me messaging first. Yes. And also I respond to your messages like maybe 50% of the time. <laughs> And but that's also not just Jake. Like that is like through every single like person in my whole life. Like that is just (laughs) who I am as a person. Wow, not even special enough to get ignored half the time. Wow. But the issue is that that's just kind of who I am. Like when I get stressed and overwhelmed, I will just ignore everything, and like I'll have seventy three million messages, and I will just be like, I am going to scroll on TikTok for the next twelve hours, right? I don't want to like do anything because I'm stressed and I have work tomorrow, and I'm like I can't even think about talking to people right now. But when I get like a message that's like, hey, let's have lunch on Thursday, I'm like, okay, I actually have to. So like, let's do that then. That sounds fun. I don't have any money, but I will come. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've sort of found, I guess, why tendency is to avoid things. So if yeah. I'm like on the front foot initiating mm-hmm. that sort of thing or starting a conversation with someone in the hopes that it leads there, that helps sort of push that avoidance away. Yeah. Um, and then what I've found is like, well, if I'm committing myself to go and do something, then I will probably do it out of social embarrassment <laughs> or... Like you don't want to cancel, so you don't just want, go. Yeah. And like... I mean, like today, for instance, I went through a patch where I'm like, oh, I don't know whether I'm feeling well enough to come out. Like, not mm-hmm. like I'm sick. It's just in my head. I'm like, this is not a, this was a very anxious yes, day for lots yes. of different reasons. I'm like, do I bail? Or do I go, you know what? Let's just see. Let's get through the afternoon. Then we bail it. last minute. And the reason we bail last minute is because then we go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just really, really I sick. I got yeah. work overran. Or you just make up some bullshit mm-hmm. excuse, um, which is not a good idea. We, we stand communication. Yes. Don't, don't do that. But if you are going to dog people, learn how to do it properly in a way that isn't going to hurt their feelings. That is true. But you will burn bridges. Like, honestly, <laughs> the only reason I have any friends at all is because I forewarn them, like, well in advance, I will not return your messages. I will not return your calls please if you would like to talk to me literally drive to my house otherwise I will not like you have to get me on a good day and at least like my friends and my family and the people I care about are aware of this and so I don't like that's the only reason I have friends otherwise I would have none so I want to circle back to reunions for a minute because Mm -hmm. what you said there just made me think of something so one of the things I found after leaving high school was like I went we may have talked about this on the pod. I think I did. I finished high school and basically isolated myself for three months mm-hmm. again before it was cool. <laughs> and in doing so, basically found myself like completely isolated from everyone. Yeah. And so it was like really hard to, or it was difficult to have an incentive to keep in touch with people. And so what I'm, what I'm sort of, I wonder, you know, we talk about, are we going to go to a high school reunion or not? Um, how do you restart? potential friendships or you know acquaintances that you haven't spoken to in like five mm. years people that you're obviously happy enough to talk to and yeah there's obviously gonna be people that you don't get along with but how do you restart that conversation I don't know honestly it's difficult like I think that and I think the same about like high school relationships that like continue on and everything like that because I mean friendships and relationships are all the same but you're going in from like this pressure cooker where you're stressed and anxious and depressed all the time and these are your only like safety people Mm -hmm. that like help you get through the day without dying and you also see them every single day and there is no break and then you just kind of 
when you like become an adult and like are not in school anymore and whatever like you have to grow and you have to allow the other people around you to grow and then you can kind of come back to that later on and be in like a place where you can like be an adult and like have adult human conversations not like haha LeMay I'm gonna kill myself <laughs> like that's not like <laughs> that was my entire high school existence and it was not fun and it was not cute and it was not healthy for my mental illness absolutely not and I'm, I'm laughing only because my head went that was your high school experience <laughs> that sounds like like a 10 year old thing but I mean it was ex- absolutely my high school experience. It was not, we were not doing well, okay? That's true, yeah, no, and I think back now, now that I'm thinking more about it as particular points where, God, that became painfully obvious. Yeah. And it was probably obvious at the time too, but it's yeah. especially obvious in hindsight. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And yeah, you just like have to allow people to grow. And I think for me, like I have like my core, like five or six people that I still kind of once a year get in touch with from high school. And I just like hope that they know and I hope that I can feel the same way about them that like they'll always be special to me regardless. Like I'll invite them to my wedding. Like they'll always be important people in my life because they literally transformed me and like helped me like stay alive quite literally. Helped me just stay like go through the day without crying three times. Um, And because of that, like those people will always be like, that's like my core memories. Like those people will always be so special, even though we went through traumatic like things together. And I just hope that like they can feel the same way and I can feel the same way and I can just feel ooey gooey inside and not need to reach out to them all the time and not need to like maintain a friendship. Because when you're old, like TBH, like maintaining friendships is hard. Oh, it's so much work. We literally work like 24 seven and we have no other thoughts outside of that. Like it's so hard. Like the fact that this is just an excuse to keep our friendship going. Quite literally. Like it's validation. We've touched Mm -hmm. on that already, but it's (laughs) also, it's it's a way to keep... Yeah, to keep our friendship going and having things to talk about. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's enough monotony in life that it can really make things hard. Yeah, 100%. Like, genuinely, when I say, like, I just sit at home and talk to my boyfriend, like, that is what I do. Like, because I'll, you know, go to work throughout the week. I study on a Thursday. I come home from work every day. We cook dinner. We go to sleep and that's it. Outside of that, my social interaction is like going and seeing my Pilates instructors in the mornings before whatever. That Speaking means- of, I've started exercising in the morning anyway. Nice. <laughs> but like that's about as far as my social interaction goes. And then on the weekend, you know, I want to have a date night. I want to have like special time with my partner, not just, oh yeah, we had dinner and we went to sleep. Like great, fun, quality time. And then also my family and then also seeing friends like there's it's just like there's not enough hours in life. Is that capitalism? (laughs) Are we bringing it back to capitalism as always? uh, Yeah, like in a large part, yes. And also time. Time is fake. And um, so true. I think this all the time. And that's a controversial thing to say for some reason. It genuinely is. It's like (laughs) it genuinely is just made up. Like we only it's only because we all agree that it's worth Mm -hmm. something that this hour means something that. Like, yeah, time is, um, it's, it's bizarre. And I think about the way that work is changing and, you know, we can work from home a lot more easily mm-hmm. now because we have a pandemic, um, you know, all those sort of things. It's fascinating. What I will ask you and put you on the spot is probably the last question for this episode. Fun. Is will you go to the reunion? No. Like I said, I'm not a billionaire yet. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm working my way up to it. But unless I'm like straight up on Broadway or like super famous and everyone, like I go and everyone wants my autograph, like there's 
not much chance of me going also because I like don't like drink or like have fun at all well I have fun yeah, I just right. don't drink and then people are annoying about it and I don't want to talk to people that I haven't spoken to literally my entire life like the last reunion we had was like one year reunion and I went to that and one I literally had such bad anxiety the whole time because being in that environment like scared me and two I was having drunk like people coming up to me drunk that I had literally never spoken to in my entire life there's going to be a postscript to this completely off air because of obvious reasons i had completely forgotten there was a one-year reunion yeah because that was in my place where i was like talking to no one mm-hmm. wow one-year reunions vibes. are ridiculous to be honest like who does anything in a year and also <laughs> in the five-year period two of those years have been like heavily affected by covid yeah so there's like this whole stuntedness where two of those years it's kind of some people did lots of things i went up getting three different jobs but <laughs> for others like you did nothing yeah. And that's fine. Like, I think that's not a bad thing. It's just it's the way it's turned out. Yeah, I don't know whether I'm going. I, I don't know. I've got – there's reasons to go. Um, you know, like you, I think there's probably reasons – there's people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – but then I'm also like, well, do I need to go into a formal environment? The other problem is I live really close to the school, so I kind of – it's harder it's for me to avoid going. yeah. And I think it's just like it is a good excuse to, like, see people that maybe you want to see but, like, also maybe people you don't want to see. Like, the one-year reunion, I saw a bunch of people that I was like, oh, I'm traumatised. <laughs> I don't feel good about this. And it wasn't – it was really not a great experience. But we went to my friend's house afterwards and we all just hung out. So it's like maybe go for 15 minutes and then just go and hang out elsewhere at, like, a bar or something. So the takeaway is be flexible uh, in yeah. your social arrangements. Is that your key takeaway for the episode? Pretty much. That's. I mean, that's what I always try to do is have an understanding that I will most likely change the plans at any time. Fantastic. I'm yeah. unreliable. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our reunion episode. Thank you. There may be a follow-up if we change our minds about the reunion. There might be. I doubt I'm absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah, most likely won't be. But I just want to hear the tea from other people that go. If you're going. If you're don't, going. Don't. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, Type in the comments below. Stay flexible, besties. We'll see you next time on Chloe and Jake's Identity Crisis. Bye. Love you. <laughs>